Well, we've got plenty to talk about as the 104th running of the Indianapolis 500 is in the books. Takuma Sato becomes a two-time Indianapolis 500 champion. I'm going to dive into uh, how I felt, what it looked like, what I saw, why there was no red flag, why I agreed with the call. Um, And then we're going to come back with another episode later on and talk about the Pacers getting swept right out of the playoffs. Um, So back-to-back episodes here of the Tony D Podcast brought to you by Flooring is Forever, flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. If you're looking for high-quality flooring with a lifetime warranty, well, then 100% kid-proof, waterproof, and pet-proof Cortec flooring is the way to go. Beautiful options from wooded tile looks, built-in cork backing creates an extra layer of insulation, easy to clean and won't stain. Get a hold of Harley today, 317-755-1246. So what what first struck me was the fact that Roger Penske, to me, has put so much effort, so much time into this race, into this series. He looked like an exhausted man. He looked tired and struggling when he gave the command uh, to start engines for the 104th Indianapolis 500. I thought the pre-race was was okay with the um, the driver intros. I would have liked to see maybe more, even if it was on NBC Sports Gold or whatever. I would have liked to see more in-car cameras. Um, I know I think Rossi and Alonzo were available on the IndyCar app. Um, would have liked to seen that. Let's just say it was different. It was so different um, sitting on a couch watching this. Uh, somebody had a good tweet like I never knew. I never thought I would ever uh, be changing laundry on lap 126 or whatever. Uh, but to the race itself, I thought it was uh, – I, I gave it a 7.5. Give it a 7.5. Really, there wasn't a lot of back-and-forth passing towards the front for the third year in a row. The winner comes from the front row. Um, I knew Sato was going to be a factor. Um, if you listen to my podcast, my three bets were Dixon, Rossi, and Sato. And those are the three drivers that I felt all day were the only three drivers. A little bit with Graham Ray Hall. But those are the only three drivers I felt, you know, that I thought were going to win that race um, at the green and then, and then, and then throughout. So um, Marco Andretti, very disappointing run. Uh, didn't lead a lap after starting from pole position. Uh, Renus VK was impressive until the penalty cost him. Um, and the pits never really recovered, didn't get his lap back. It was a disappointing day overall for Ed Carpenter Racing. Ed being taken out of the race immediately, coming off of turn number one. That really stunk. Connor's spin, which led to a big hit for Oliver Askew. And then, uh, obviously, like we mentioned with Renus, Chip Ganassi racing. Um, Dixon was the only bold in the holster. Uh, Marcus Erickson disappointing um, with the accident. Felix Rosenquist wasn't in contention all day. Um, they rolled the dice mega for Rosenquist, and it, and it didn't quite work. Um, so that was disappointing for Chip Ganassi racing. Scott Dixon finishing second. Um, definitely was the guy to beat all day. So overall, that was a disappointing day for Chip Ganassi racing. Um, Andretti Autosport, 
their only chance really all day was Alexander Rossi, who I believe um, got screwed, got screwed on the penalty. Um, you know, he was released and there was nowhere for him to go because Award was in the far lane and Sato was in that second lane. So unsafe release or not, um, I, I disagree to the penalty. Absolutely took Rossi out of the race and we saw what he did uh, having a car mid-pack. Uh, made some great passes and then ended up in the wall. A very unfortunate day for Alexander Rossi. A huge day for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. Glad to see Spencer Piggott was okay. He was running a solid race, a respectable race. Uh, that was a huge crash. Sato was the guy that you know saw the opportunity and took it. Um, it, it would have been close on fuel, I think. They were coming up on lap traffic. But um, Sato ends up getting it done and being the guy to pick up his second checkered flag at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, his second Indy 500. Hard to believe that he was three turns away from possibly being a three-time Indianapolis 500 champion, but uh, he gets he gets revenge in 2017 at the win. Now he gets revenge with Ray Hall at him in Lanigan Racing. I was so happy for Takuma Sato. What a great driver, what a great champion. Um, was was very excited to see him win, was very happy to see him as a second-time winner. And honestly, this is not to take away anything from Takuma Sato, but with no fans, you know, I, I was I was kind of happier to see a second-time winner um, or a multiple-time winner win, knowing that they have felt that joy, they have felt what it's like to, to win in front of fans. So um, huge congrats to Takuma Sato. Huge congrats to Graham Rahal, who finished third in his best effort at the Brickyard was 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 very um, very impressed by what those two drivers did. Santino Ferrucci impressive again, another top ten. Patricio Award was fast, uh, kept it clean, stayed up front. Rookie of the year. Um, James Hinchcliffe had a really had a really good really good quiet day to pick up a top ten finish. That was a good run for him. New Garden again. I told you guys on my podcast on on Saturday with New Garden. He's one of those guys that. Um, is going to be right there between third and eighth all day, and and that's what he did. A good point stay for New Garden was very impressed with Jack Harvey, who had a who had a solid top ten. I know Kanan was was fighting for the top ten before um, that accident at the end. So uh, overall, I thought it was a, a pretty decent race. Seven and a half, I'd give it. Really, the only passes for the lead was Dixon late, or I'm sorry, Dixon being passed late by Sato. And uh, the back and forth between Dixon and Rossi trying to save fuel. Again, very disappointing day for Alexander Rossi. Really, really disappointing day for Team Penske. Um, you know, the strategy calls early was really the only time we heard from Will Power, Elio Castro Neves, or Simon Pagino. Um, it was just weird without fans. But I thought the broadcast was pretty good. Captured what the 500 was about. Um... I'm looking forward to seeing what the number was. It probably did a massive rating here locally. Um, and then the red flag. Uh, that's what everybody's been talking about. Um, some non-racing people uh, at the Star, Deadspin, one of the red flag. Um, first of all, it's not the Indy 502 or 505, so there was no option for green, white, or overtime or any of that NASCAR stuff. Secondly, the only way I, I, I would have been okay with the red flag is if, okay, we've got Spencer Pickett laying on the racetrack clearly injured, let's not risk anything or anybody coming through, 
And even then, it would have, it would have, I think, ended under yellow. Look, you would have came around to get three to go. And then, even if you would have brought the drivers down the pit road then, they, they cross the line, there's three to go. You take them back out, they get the one to go and two to go, and you throw the green and the white. It just, there wasn't enough time. And that attenuator and how bad the accident was, honestly, that would have went another hour to an hour and a half. And then you're worried about TV windows and such. Um, so I was okay with the yellow flag call and to not red flag it. I really don't think that it changed the outcome. I think Sato was the guy to beat down the stretch. But again, I, I, I am okay with, with the yellow flag and not the red flag. So um, that was my thoughts on that. Went to the Hoosier 100 Sunday night. Kyle Larson makes his way to the field to win. Some people pissed off that they had to wear masks there. Um, you already know how I feel about that. So that's my 500 recap. I hope Takuma Sato told Dave Calabro on the Indy 500 kind of victory banquet makeshift at the track that they ran Monday night that he hasn't seen his family since March. How unbelievable is that? I believe he lives in Indy. I believe he lives close to downtown, if I'm not mistaken. And his family is either... I think he also lives in Paris, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody can correct me on that. But I think he lives in Paris, has a place here in India. I know he used to have a place in India. I don't know if he still lives there or not, so I won't give it away where it is. But and the only reason why I know that is because um, I was dating a girl that lived in the same complex, and you had to type in the last name, and her last name uh, was an S-O last name. So when I pressed A-S, T. Sato popped up, and then her name was obviously underneath it. So... Um, what an unbelievable sacrifice, what an unbelievable win for him, for the team, for David Letterman, for Lanigan, for Bobby Rahal. What happened with the Bobby? I saw he was on a cane, hope he's okay, maybe it was just a surgery to correct something, but um, huge, and I appreciate you guys so much for listening to all the conversations and supporting the podcast and uh, making things happen throughout that, uh, the, the weird two weeks of Indy that it was with no fans and um, a selected few media personnel that were uh, that were there. So uh, I can't thank you enough. We're going to have a Pacers recap coming up here as well, so look for that podcast. And we look forward to a doubleheader next week at St. Louis for the NTT IndyCar Series. Thanks to Flooring is Forever. Let's keep this thing rolling. And uh, thanks for listening.